It's sexy time, so shave those legs, wash that hair, brush those teeth, and do all your farts at work, because it's day night! Featuring sketches from comedians Chris Martin and Taylor Edwards, and our special guest third wheel, it's John Gerard! We all know and love ChatGBT. The artificial intelligence interface that interacts through text like a real human. Well, prepare for the next evolution, CatGPT. CatGPT. CatGPT interacts through text like a real cat. Our team of computer experts and cat enthusiasts have trained our CatGPT AI to simulate a cat walking on a keyboard to a high level, passing the cat Turing test with 98% accuracy. Using CatGPT is as easy as ever. Simply type in a prompt and press enter. If you don't get a response right away, don't worry, that's normal. The chance of a cat randomly touching the enter key is actually quite slim and could take some time. While the magic of CatGPT works away in the background, you could exercise or watch TV. When you hear the meow notification, the AI cat has bumped the enter key. As you read the response, Imagine that cat scampering across the keys, maybe becoming distracted and looking away, or chasing a butterfly. How cute! But wait, there's more! Do you have an important and difficult assignment coming up worth 50% of your marks? Well, CatGPT is here to the rescue! Simply type in your assignment details and let the magic happen! Don't even bother reading the output, it's probably pretty complicated. Just print it out, send it off, and make sure you let your lecturer know, with a wink, that you had a little help of a little feline buddy. And rest easy knowing that CatGPT passes all AI and plagiarism detectors, as no two assignments are even alike or comprehensible. The benefits are endless. Are you worried about CatGPT being trained by rogue users to spread hate and lies? Forget about it. CatGPT has been robustly tested by a team of bored and horny teenagers where we found no changes to the AI behaviour. Just good cat scampering fun. Before you know it, you'll have that PhD. Imagine being called a doctor. You'll be the go-to guy at dinner parties to diagnose rashes. All thanks to CatGPT. Stay awesome with CatGPT. Welcome back to Wheel of Fortune, where our two contestants are trying to guess the lucky word. Now the clue is something you try. C blank R. What do you want to do, John? You have the board. I think I'll buy a vowel, Chris. Oh, really? You don't want to just guess the answer? Nope. Okay, well, oh, John's going to buy a vowel. What vowel are we going with, John? Let's give me an O. An O. Yep, yeah. And give us an O. Are you sure? Yep, yep. Lock it in. Okay. Uh, is there an O? <laughs> Sorry, John. No O. Oh, damn it. 
Okay, Taylor, over to you. What do you want to do? Thanks, Chris. I want to spin that wheel. You don't want to just guess the answer? What if I need to buy a vowel? You could do that without spinning the wheel. I'm spinning the wheel. Here okay, we go. Okay, spin that wheel. Wow, that was a good spin. Thanks, Chris. I work out. You sure do. It is not slowing down. This is normal, though. No, this is not normal. Usually it would have slowed down by now, but it is still as quick as it was at the beginning. I don't know. I don't know either. Can we cut to break? Can we go to break? June 10th, 1986. Delta Airlines Flight 636 is taking off from Hawaii Airport, but crashes just after takeoff. 200 passengers die in this 747 disaster, including Captain Rock Beard, who has over 18,000 hours of experience flying this airline, and his co-pilot, Jock Madden, who has 12,000 hours of experience also flying this airline. Air crash investigators have to work quick to find out if it's a mechanical fault or pilot error, because this aircraft is used all around the world. Lead investigator Taylor Edwards has investigated crashes for 25 years, and she's one of the best. I never fail to find out the faults. Offsider is air crash investigator John Gerard, who just started last week. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna find out what's wrong. Join us this week for another great episode of Air Crash Investigations. We've got the results back, Taylor. There's nothing wrong with the plane. Nothing at all? There's no bad signal? There's no warped metal? No, we've checked. There's no annealing of the metal and there's no wear and tear. Oh my god. That means we gotta go deep into the minds of the captains when the plane crashed. Hmm. Air crash investigators turn to the black box for more clues. Commencing playback. Uh, roll one. Now rotate. Uh-huh. Gears up. Affirmative. The plane is steady and looking good. Check. We're climbing well. Check. Now suck my dick. Scooch nor. That all seems like standard procedure, Taylor. Yeah, this captain is a professional. So many hours. He would have had so many blowjobs. Yeah, but... This is standard practice. It's completely by the book. We've got to keep listening. Further investigation of the black box revealed something wasn't right. Oh, oh, oh my god. Bang. Oh, Bang. oh, this is Bang. so good. Bang. Oh, Bang. oh, Round. oh. Round. Wow, no doubt he's had lots of blowjobs, but that one just seemed too good. That was outside of standard procedure. We couldn't get to the bottom of this blowjob. Who is this co-pilot? The investigators check Jock Madden, the co-pilot's medical records, and find something alarming. Now suck my dick. Scooch nor. They then go talk to his ENT specialist. Yes, the thing is about Jock is he has what's known as second tongue syndrome. Or a second tongue is located right at the back of the throat. Meaning that any sort of pleasure derived from Jock Madden's activities would have been immense and catastrophic. Oh, oh, oh my god! Bang, oh, bang, oh, this is bang, so good! Bang, oh, bang, oh, bang, oh, bang, oh. Round, round. Wow! 
co-pilot had two tongues? No pilot, no matter how good they are, could have withstood that amount of pleasure. If we don't know how many tongues our co-pilots have, we're going to have to rule out blowjobs across the airline network. We need to finish our report. Investigators now know what caused Flight 636 to crash right after takeoff. It was because Jock Madden, the co-pilot, had a double tongue and was way too pleasurable when he gave his blowjob to Captain Rockbeard. Now suck my dick. Scooch Their recommendations included checking for a double tongue if you're a co-pilot or no blowjobs in the co-pilot. Many lives have been saved from this investigation and they were both, Taylor Edwards and John Gerard, were awarded the Medal of Freedom in Air Flight Investigations. Tune in next week when Virgin Flight 671 crashes because a bird flies through the windscreen and sackwacks the pilot. Oh! Oh! Oh my god! Bang, oh! Bang, oh! This is bang, so good! Bang, oh! Bang, oh! Round! Oh. Round! What the fuck is happening right now? I'm scared. It shouldn't be doing this. John's scared, can I get his points? No, no one's getting John's points because he's scared. There's nothing to fear, John. It is literally just a wheel. It's not stopping. I know it's not stopping. Taylor, are you a superhero by any chance? <laughs> no, I work in IT. Are you an alien by any chance? <laughs> not that I know, this is silly. Did you roll around in some nuclear sludge? Oh, I know how to roll around, but not a nuclear sludge. Well, it is not slowing down. <laughs> Do you want me to spin it again? No, don't spin. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to Office Nice Off, where two colleagues engage in an epic battle of kindness. Meet Jim and Dave, two office workers determined to out-nice each other. But little do we know, beneath their friendly facades lies a mischievous rivalry. Ah, <laughs> Dave. Handsome man, just the person I wanted to see. Jimbo, great office shirt, looking sharp. Hey, I heard you landed the Croydon contract. Great work. I couldn't have done it without you, Dave. Those tender documents, wow, beautiful work. Hey, I told everyone you did it. You deserve all the credit. Dave, I know what you're up to, my friend. Oh, really, Jim? And what might that be? You think you can outdo me in the kindness department? Well, I've been spreading positivity like confetti all over this stupid office. <laughs> That's so. Jim, you underestimate the lengths I've gone to to brighten everyone's day. I've even been secretly donating to different charities in everyone's names. <laughs> Charity donations, huh? Well, I've been hosting mandatory compliment hour during lunch breaks. Force positivity, my friend. It's genius. <laughs> Everyone hates your lunch hours, Jim. But let me tell you something. I've been secretly replacing everyone's coffee with a fancy gourmet blend. They drink the coffee and think it's their magnificent day. <laughs> well, Dave. You think I already had considered the old surprise gourmet coffee trick? Of course I did, Dave. Any idiot could do it. Instead, you know this month's Employee of the Month award... Well, I did a six-week course in computer programming, hacked the system, and rigged it in Jeff from accounting's favour. The trophy is practically Jeff's. Jeff does deserve more recognition. But here's the kicker, Jim. I've been making voluntary contributions into everyone's superannuation accounts every week. 
Everyone is going to retire financially comfortable. <sighs> you know, maybe it's time we stop this ridiculous competition. We've become the very people we pretend not to be. Jim, let's put an end to this charade. No more deceitful niceties. You know, we can still pretend to be good people. While also engaging in a little friendly competition, right? <laughs> I suppose a little rivalry never hurt anyone. <laughs> now we're talking, Dave. But remember, there's a darker side to our shared past, that unfortunate incident we never speak of. Yes, Jim, we made a pact never to reveal the truth of that night. An unfortunate fatal accident involving a vehicle. Shh. Our competitive nature to redeem ourselves is what drives us. Doesn't it? It sure does, Dave. It sure does. As the phone rings, signalling their return to work, Jim and Dave exchange knowing glances. Their rivalry fueled by a dark secret, they tread a fine line between friendly competition and the shadows of their past. Why won't it stop? Make it stop! I've got to get home. My child is sick. My wife keeps ringing me. Put your phone on silent. My car's been to be towed. Why'd you do this, Taylor? Why'd you do it? I just want to buy a vow. Oh, you could have done that without spinning the wheel. But I'm on zero dollars. I can't afford it. Hey, kids. What a day for a bushwalk. The air, the trees, the nature. Oh, another, another bushwalk. bushwalk. The bush sucks, Dad. Don't worry, kids. I brought along the great Aussie point and name game. Yay! Yes! Simply point at something, name it correctly, and you've got ten crikey points. Yay! Crikey! Get it wrong, and you watch one more minute of a cursed VHS tape. Hey, Susan, name what I'm pointing at. It's a rock, Dad. That's right. You're on a roll, Susie. Yay! Your turn, Trent. Yay! What's that in the sky? Hmm, looks like a sleepy dragon, Dad. Where? I, all I can see are clouds. See, the clouds look like a dragon. There's his head, and there's his fat belly and tail. Son, those are clouds. Clouds. Sorry, Trent. Look at the screen, okay? I'm pressing play now on the included VHS tape player. Oh, dang it, Dad. I hear a vengeful spirit calling me from a well when I close my eyes. Look out! Reach the end of the tape and get ready for a spirited spectacle of supernatural slayings from Samara from The Ring. It's your turn, Dad. What's that? It's a magpie, honey. <laughs> it's easy. Wrong, Dad. That's not a magpie. It's a magpie luck. Your turn to watch the tape. I'm on the 115th minute. I'm going to die. I should never have bought this game. Shield your eyes, Susie. We're safe now. <laughs> oh, please, no! <laughs> it's the game that makes every situation exciting. Join Samara and the crew for your next bushwalk with the great Aussie point and name game. Yay!
Welcome back to Australia's favourite game show, Millionaire Hot Seat, where one of our lucky contestants could win up to $1 million. Let's welcome our first contestant, Chris Martin. Oh, thanks for having me, Eddie. Hey, you got anything you'd like to tell us about yourself, Chris? No. All right, let's get on to the first question. They start off simple at $100, but they get harder as we go on. Are you ready, Chris? Oh, I'm ready, Eddie. For $100, finish this sentence. One in the pink, two in the A. Apple, B. Car, C. Stink, D. Math. Um, I know what it is, but I don't know if... Is this is this question okay on primetime TV? Just go with your gut, Chris. Okay, I'll lock in C. Stink. Well done, Chris. That's for $100. Thanks, thank you. All right. We're up to $200 question now. You ready? Yes. How big is your penis? What? A. Four inches. B. Three inches. C. Two inches. Or D. One inch. Wait, how do you know any of this? Remember, Chris, we've got cameras everywhere. In the change rooms, in the bathrooms. Um, I I don't know if I'm comfortable giving this information. Hey, you can walk away right now if you want, Chris. But you'll miss out on the one million dollars. Okay, I will lock in D, one inch. One inch is correct! That's right! $200 is in the bank. Oh my god, this is very embarrassing. Okay, Chris, this is the $300 question. They're getting a bit harder now. For $300, what's in your butt right now? A, doo-doo. B, Nokia phone. C, Pez dispenser. Or D, a grape. Oh my god, listen, I don't know how you got this information or why you're doing this to me hey chris we know everything we've been following you around for months why to get information on you okay um oh my god i'm sorry mum. it's c pez dispenser is that your final answer it's my final answer pez dispenser's right you won three hundred dollars okay chris for five hundred dollars Which of your girlfriend's work colleagues will she leave you for next year? What? Is it A, Toby from accounting? B, Toby from marketing? C, Toby from sales? Or D, Toby from communications? What do you mean, my girlfriend's going to leave me next year? How how would you know that? We know for certainty, 100%, Chris. How? We have the people from the Minority Report. Really? Yeah, we have mediums that you call on 1-800 numbers. We have... And they know for a fact that this is going to happen? Absolutely. Oh my god. Alright, I want to phone a friend. Sure, who would you like to phone? Taylor. Taylor, my girlfriend. Alright, Taylor Edwards, we're going to get you on the line. Hello? Hi, Taylor. It's Eddie from Millionaire Hot Seat. Oh my gosh, Eddie McGuire! How are you going? I'm so good. Are you ready for Chris's question? Yeah, sure. All right. He's up to the $500 question now. That's a lot of money. Absolutely. It could be life-changing. The next voice you're going to hear is Chris. He's going to give you the question. Then you'll have 30 seconds to answer, okay? Okay. Babe? Yeah? Are you going to break up with me next year? Oh, what? No, of 
of course not. I love you. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, um... Uh, do you work with some Tobys? Yeah, I work with like four Tobys. Okay, um, is there one that you're particularly uh, friendly with? Oh, you know, Toby from Sales is really nice. He's so funny. He's got like this joke that like, I don't get it, but I love it. Okay, thanks, babe. Okay, but I'll see you for dinner. Um, Eddie, I'd like to like to lock in C Toby from Sales. All right, you've used your phone, friend, and you've locked in C for Toby for Sales. Is that your final answer, Chris? Yes, that is correct. Oh my God! Why? Well done, Chris. You. You're nearly up to one thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, the thousand dollar question. How will you die? What? A fucking a horse. No. B. Being fucked by a horse. Why? C. Blowing a horse. Oh my God. Or D. Getting head from a horse. Oh, shit. Just remember, Chris, you do all of these things in the future, but there's only one that you'll die from. Really? Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> why does my life end like this? I don't know, Chris. It's your life. Okay. I guess I'll ask the audience. All right. We're going to throw the question to the audience for 10 seconds and let them decide. Oh, we have a response. Looks like 86% of the audience went for C, blowing a horse. But I will never blow a horse. Not according to the audience. Okay, um, I'd like to do a 50-50. All right, Chris, you've knocked out two answers with that, which leaves B, being fucked by a horse. What? Or C, blowing a horse. Oh my God. Now remember, Chris, our mediums have confirmed that you do both of these things. But just to be clear, you do not die from injuries or any sort of trauma. It's actually so pleasurable, you die from pleasure. Your heart explodes. Oh man, this is on live TV. Okay, Chris, we need an answer. Well, I guess I'll go with the audience. C, blowing a horse. That's right! Oh, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry, Dad. And so you should be, Chris, because yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but you've locked in $1,000. Oh, thanks, Eddie. All right, everyone. Stay tuned for after the break, where we're going to go for that million dollars. <laughs> as the questions get harder, deeper, and more traumatic for Chris. Why? Oh, wow. wow. What an episode. Oh, wow. Who knew you? Who wants to be a millionaire could be so in your face? And that jock had two tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. And a big thanks to John Gerard oh, for joining us. Uh, you can catch John doing a lot of comedy around Big Fork Theatre, but not for a little while because he's off to Chicago to learn some improv stuff. So we bid him farewell. Safe travels, John. Be safe, John. Have a great time. Great drink so much. Go the Cubs. And go the s- The Bean. The, 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 the Chicago the Bean. Oh, yeah, the Bean. The go Bean. The beans. Uh, Taylor, where can they find you? Taylor Edwards Comedian on Instagram and Taylor Edwards on Facebook. And you, Chris? Chris m- under slash Martin under slash Comedian on Instagram and Chris Martin Comedian on Facebook. Now, Taylor. Yes. This was, uh, we're having a little break. Oh, yeah. 
having a little break. This is the technically the end of what we'll call season one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a, a month or two and just have a little break where we don't have to fret about editing things oh. or, oh man, I got a thousand things on. We've got other things to fret about. Yeah. Don't you worry. If you're out there thinking, man, if they're sitting back feeling comfortable in themselves, you're wrong, buddy. That's right. We do have a bunch coming up. The Brisbane Improv Festival's coming up at the end of July, Saturday the 22nd to Saturday the 29th of July. Tickets are available on Sticky Tickets. There's so many good shows, so many great workshops. So come along and see that. We're in a few. We are in a few. Date Night is also doing some live shows again at the Good Chat Comedy Festival and at the Geelong Comedy Festival and at the Melbourne Fringe Festival. So if you're close to any of that... Come do, come see the show. Don't come do, the, don't come do the show. We're doing the no, show. We're doing, if you get on our stage, I'll oh, bite boy. you. Um, and I'm also doing another solo show at the Good Chat Comedy Festival, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's called Chris Martin hosts the greatest stand-up comedy show in the world. Except everyone I I booked doesn't turn up, so I have to do every character. <laughs> That's the thing. Okay. And I've also got a show. Oh, if what's your show? Plug a show. I'll plug a show. Yeah, go uh, go. I'm doing the and my next version of Hot Shot Adventures, a one-shot campaign, one night only, all set around the Brisbane Ecker. What date is that? I don't know. Fair enough. <laughs> well, it's in August. It'll be in August. Um, great. So over the next few months, we're going to record with a few people, get some episodes together for season two, and we'll make a big announcement when that happens. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.